everybody. What's happening? What's happening? Hey, welcome to another episode of Pass the Ox, featuring yours truly, your boy, the Prince of Botch, Dwayne Dickey himself, joined by my also oh lovely co-host, known as the Queen of Clatchet. Queen of Clatchet. Come on now. Miss Janine Berry, talk to the people. How you hello, doing? Hello. Hello. Hi, Dwayne. How are you? Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. It's about to be another hot one. I'm excited. Let's yes. do it. We got an yes. amazing guest today. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And you know, I'm a man of many intros. I am. I normally am. You, you guys know me for that. However, given the awesome co-host that I have here today, I'm going to actually alley this thing over to her because she's actually responsible for the guests that we have on today's episode. So it's only fair to let her do the dope introduction for today. So you are a hard act to follow, but I'll, you know, <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do it. I could do it. But, yeah. um, you know, here at Pass the Ox, we are all about elevating everyone in every aspect of of this industry, whether you're an artist, a producer, a writer, whether you're starting out underground, mainstream, whatever. But today we have the pleasure of introducing you all to somebody that I go way back with, way back like Bo Flex. Um, somebody from the super, super north side, two fingers in the thumb. Yeah. <laughs> north, north. <laughs> super, stupid. But um, everybody, welcome to the show, the Nova Styles, aka Jamil. Hey! Welcome to the show, Mr. Nova Styles. Thank you, thank you. I'm a little nervous. I don't know why, but I am. You're not. Don't do that. You're not nervous. <laughs> I'm family here. here. Yeah, we family in this thing, brother. No need to be nervous about it, man. I mean, first off, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. It, it, it feels good. How, how are you feeling today, my friend? Talk to us. How are you uh, feeling? I'm front. I feel like a superstar already. Like, it's, mm. you know, you, you, you uh, you put your music out there and then somebody hear it and off of that basis they want to talk to you and get your input about music. It, yeah. It's a good feeling because you put your art there to be interpreted by everybody. And then when somebody wants to dig deeper into that because they might have connected with it or it just becomes a frenzy or something that everybody when they want to know deeper, it's awesome. I mean, because everything that I write from the very first word that I use, it has I can like line for line. I can tell you what I mean, you know. So, oh well, don't just... you fret. We will be doing a lyrical breakdown. I'm just joking. And... <laughs> don't you fret. Y'all be like, yo, he has an answer for every line. Yep. Every <laughs> line, literally. <laughs> even if, even if my answer is, I just said it was. Gonna, I just thought it would be fly. <laughs> I have an answer. And that's enough. Yeah. And that's yes, enough. Sir, I just thought it would be fly. That is a beautiful, awesome thing, my friend. So that being said. Welcome to the show yet again. And on this note, we're going to go ahead and get into some cool segments, man, because you are a guest on a dope show. And well, a lot of people listening out there and, and watching, you know, shout out to you if you're listening on sixfamiliesradio.com or maybe you're listening on Apple, maybe you're listening on Spotify, wherever, maybe you're even watching on YouTube. And if you are, hello, how you doing? Good to see you. Hey, regardless of how you're listening, how you're tuning in right now, we just want to thank you, first and foremost, but also let y'all know. Y'all know what time it is. This is how we get into the show. So, first and foremost, Mr. Nova Style, since you are new to the show today, we do this nice little segment for an introductory period where we like to talk about 
what's in your ears? So, without further ado, Kazo, Miss Janine, let's kick this thing off and talk about what's in your ears. What's in my ears? Okay, well, um, that boy Highlight Life dropped a nice little EP called Myself. So that's what's been in my ears. That's what's been in my playlist or whatever. Okay, okay. So I, so I do want to say congratulations on an awesome project. And I know that you're the host, but, you know, it would be terrible if we did not spend a little bit of time talking about it. Because from what I see, it has been received very well, yes? Yes, yes, indeed it has. Uh Second installment, uh, a lot of you guys listening, y'all did hear the official announcement last week in the surprise slip announcement the week before. But yes, myself, the second of a three-part series. This is the second. So if you haven't already checked out me, go ahead and check out me before you check out myself because it's kind of like trying to watch a sequel to a movie. You can't watch the sequel and then not have seen the first. But so, sometimes the sequels are depending good. Depending on like depending on the right right because right. sometimes sequels are good and like you can go back sometimes you yeah, this is true and for this, this is that's this uh, uh, are good. you're right you're right and and, <laughs> and and i want to thank you for that because apparently based off the reception that myself has gotten which is part two it seems that part two is actually doing better than the original which is always good you want the sequel to do better so that's question, is the third part going to be and i <laughs> Ah, let's <laughs> see, on the contraire, my friend, on the contraire, <laughs> that, <laughs> that's the beauty of it. I heard myself, I was like, is he going to do me? I myself, it hurt me. See, the I mean, eye. you're on the right path. <laughs> he was on the right path. It was right close. Path. It was close. But we're going to replace that one with a simple three-letter word by the name of God. Therefore, God. this is going to be very, very interesting on how this one goes. So. I'm excited to share that with you guys. Looking forward to possibly dropping that in November if the stars align right. However, we'll see. We'll see. But in the meantime, guys, check out that me and myself. So, Cuzzo, what else has been in your ears this week? So, talk before we people. talk about what else I've been listening to, I have a question for the two artists in the room. Okay. Okay. Has streaming changed how we classify projects? Like, you know, how there's LPs, EPs, albums, mixtapes. So, nice. so there's still a difference. And if so, what is the difference? Cause I never knew. Well, an LP is a long play and an EP is an extended play and then you have singles and you got mixtapes. So those are, it's based off of a couple of aspects. One, uh, how many tracks are on one? Like okay. a mixtape, you can put you can put thirty on there. It doesn't matter, but because it's coming from an independent distributor, it's not necessarily being uh, legalized through you know mainstream uh, distribution and companies. You know what I'm saying? Okay. EP is an extended play. That's like probably like no more than seven songs. A long play is like eight plus. You know what okay. I'm saying? So it's 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 and streaming as far as streaming is concerned. It's made it easier to post a single, I think, and it's made it more challenging to post the um, EPs and LPs and mixtapes due to the simple fact that one song, through the attention span, one song is good. You know, you got a new single, everybody's heard that one song. And depending on your consistency, when you put your project out, depending on, you know, the person going to sit there and actually listen and download all that, you got... People talk about data on their phone, computer, all that stuff. So it's like, 
I would think it made it more challenging the aspect of uh, getting people to purchase it or listen to it. Okay. Or mm -hmm. as like, because when you had a single back in the day, that was on the radio, that wasn't being sold. The project was being sold. Now singles are being sold. So mm. now people, you hear people say, I make my money off of singles. They can't hold a whole project, but they can put out one consecutive hit after another. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So that's my take. Thank you. That makes sense to me. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, I actually kind of have to agree with that in a way. Um, the wave of today seems to be more singles and EPs uh, because EPs generally would be, as you know, Nova so greatly emphasized, generally EPs would be something that either is getting you ready before an album or it's kind of like your transition in between albums per se. So it's like maybe that artist has an album in store, but the EPs are to kind of tease you a little bit, give you a nice little sample size, something that you can just kind of play back and forth a little bit. Which I'm about know? to drop. Might as well in August. Uh, see? Oh, okay. You see? Humble plug. Okay. That was a single. of was the EP. That's one of the singles. And I got my second single already recorded and ready. Exactly. So I'm just like keeping it on the hush hush, though. But it's going to be like seven songs. So everybody in the mama's though, because I just kind of want to like put it out there. You know right. what I'm saying? Now, now, I noticed you said hush, hush there. Was, was, was that kind of a exclusive for Pastor Ox right there to the fans? Yeah, that, it really is. No, Somebody I, I, dropped the clue bomb. Oh. Somebody dropped the clue bomb. Uh-oh, now. Uh-oh. <laughs> hey, man, you already know on Pastor Ox, you're going to get those, baby. You gonna oh, get those I already made it my business to, um, to send it to you, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Hey, absolutely. Nice. That'll be great because you could be the first installment of a new sideshow to pass the ox exclusively to the YouTube watchers out there right now. Exclusively to YouTube. We have a new side series called Plugged In, which is pretty much the baby past the ox. Because, well, when you got the ox, what you gonna do, baby? You gonna plug it in and listen to what you need to listen to. So, Styles, looks like, sounds like that EP is gonna be episode number one there. <laughs> Everybody ready and let them and know. Like this. I I when I meet people on different formats that have been in the game ahead of me. Um and we if the if the the connection be, becomes organic in the sense of just, you know, I buy, they buy, we cool. Yeah. I have no problem working with them because it's nothing being forced to contrive. You know, I give it to you, it's like boom, okay. It's there, it's love, you know what I'm saying? Now, when you start making that, you know, big people money, I'm going to start treating you like a big person. You know, if I got to pay, I got to pay. That's out of respect. Because yeah. the simple fact is, I don't believe in, I don't believe in the friendship discount. I really don't. Because I believe that breeds an era of just things, bad things to come in the future. If your prices is 500, don't make mine 250. Just tell me it's 500. My job is to work towards that. Because not only are you supporting me, but I have to respectfully support you you know what i'm saying yeah. and so it's like you know what i'm saying if that's what if whatever your price is or whatever your thing is if i'm coming into that don't treat me different because yeah. in you do you know tell your success story at least you can say because my name means everything so you can say you know that was real he didn't ask for no handouts he just did you know he he grew with us and just kept with us and that's that's how i, I 
I was always taught unity in us, in my home. So it's that's how I look at it. Like you know, what I'm saying I'm not gonna chump you, so you ain't gotta worry about that. Don't chump me. We cool. We cool. If it's respect, it's respect. You know what I mean? That's how. Love is love. Love is love. And I and I like I like that you uh intaked on that. So that's that's gonna be a nice little subject that we'll transition into a little later in the show. Yeah, sure. Cause that gave me a subject idea that we can definitely chop it up with you on uh about Mr. Styles. That'll be awesome. So uh Cuzzo, as you were saying, what else has been within your ears before you asked us that great question that you asked? And went off into a tangent as I normally do. <laughs> uh but so what I'm learning is that outside being closed is going to change how we consume a lot of new projects. Because I'm somebody who I have to be in the right vibe or the right energy or the right mood to consume certain music. So like for this week, it was raining all week. It was just mad chill, just kind of lounging around. So I found myself listening to like a lot of 60s and 70s rock. So like I was mm. listening to like um, <laughs> California Dreaming and um, <laughs> Hotel California. Don't say Hotel California because I will, I will, I can air, I will air <laughs> the crap out of those two songs. <laughs> I love it. That, the um, message and everything. Yeah, so yeah, for sure. Um, and then to kind of piggyback off of that, I was on like two, I was everywhere this week. Um, some, some, Summer Walker dropped uh, um, a project, Life on Earth, which was super nice and rainy day. I want to lay out with Bay, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So I was listening to that. And then um, my brother's here visiting from Texas and so when me and my siblings get together it's like super high energy we're goofy we're we're joking around and playing and my husband started playing Pops Pops Smoke's new album and then he started playing some more drill music and being in that space and that energy I received his album a lot better than I did first listen mm. so I listened yeah, to some Pop Smoke kind of like on some good shit to listen to Pop Smoke I heard the album yeah, like it made me want to fight a couple times, yeah, but yeah. you know, <laughs> it was cool. Vibe, when you play Pop Smoke, you don't interpret it, but when you're in like a 50 Cent type DMX type of realm, then Pop Smoke come on, then you'd be like, everything makes sense now. Like, yes, <laughs> yes. I'm about to like, okay. <laughs> so, I have a question about um, the Pop Smoke situation. So, well, never mind. I'll wait. We'll 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 talk about that next <laughs> segment. Okay, I'm done. That's what's been in my ears this week. Okay, okay. Uh Mr. Nova Styles, as the guest, my friend, what has been in your ears recently this Besides week? Besides myself, and I know that sounds pretentious, but it's not because the <laughs> simple fact is I'm studying when I yeah. listen to myself because if I make a mistake or if I do something, you know, I put it like side note, like I don't want to do that. Yeah. This time, or I'll do it, I'm going to do it again later, you know, for another song or whatever. But besides that, well, I'm a big Snow Allegra fan. I love Snow Allegra. Mm, okay, it's okay. Good one. Good one. Okay. I want you around, it's like, it's one of them get <laughs> type of deal. Yeah. Like then we got uh, uh, Gibeon. Uh, like I want you, he's been in my head because I've lived that experience for ten years. I've lived that. I'm glad I'm not living anymore. But yeah, yeah, I lived that one. 
And outside of that little portion, it's just been old school hip hop. Bumpy Bump, Freddie Fox, Bumpy Knuckles, MOP, uh, Gangstar. Um, I'm a huge, huge Buster Rhymes, Biggie fan, so I played that a little bit, you know. And uh, I, because those are my teachers, that's how I learned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I learned through uh, kind of one of those people that learns through, you know, visual or hearing. So, you know, you can give me the, the, the the vocabulary word or the technique thing, I'm not gonna remember that. But if you just let me do it in by feel and by just instinct, then I'll be like, okay, boom, boom. Like MOP, I can tell you, those are the guys, MOP and Buster Rhymes are the type of MCs that taught me about charisma and uh, ad lib. Mm-hmm. So the way to put a proper ad lib and to stack properly to behind something to add more emphasis. So those people got, because I, I love how Buster used onomatopoeias and all that shit. Like, he just be like, Ugh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because it made you like, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I felt that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When you start talking and did, and you be like, Ooh, that's that thing. <laughs> you, know, you know, and so and MOP is like, um, MOP to me is like one of those like street gospels. I got guys I call street gospels. And those are the guys who are in they street guys like DMX, but they give it a more, I don't want to say softer because they not softer, but mm. it's like the realization in what, like basically I had to do what I had to do. This is what men had to do. This is how we had to survive. You know what I mean? So I'd be like, all right, put me in. Plus, in all my songs, I talk about God. That's like the one concept I have. And I try to make sure I, I put God in all my songs in any form, whether it's in the hook or in the verse, God's going to be talked about. And those type of guys, they talk about God. Like I, like uh, uh, Billy Dance from MLP said, I put my hand on the good book and overlooked the deepest quote and slit a motherfucker's throat. I was like, shit. <laughs> my goodness. <laughs> So, right. like, yeah, like, you know, we're doing that pop smoke. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, so, yeah, so I, um, but that, that really has been in my ear because I'm in the, while I'm in making a making this project, and I, I'm telling you right now, it is so untitled. I, I'm just letting that, like, hit me when it hits me because this is the first project that I work on that I don't have a concept to. I'm just going off of my feelings. Mm-hmm. And so the tracks I chose were more just off my feelings, but uh, they still kind of flowed with the project. You know what I'm saying? Because you have a project and tracks can be all over the place. That's the amateur shit, yeah. you know? Like no, no, no steady flow, you know what I mean? No rise and, you know, no increase, decrease in energy. Like they don't have that support. So yeah. I'm just going back to my teachers to uh, make sure that who I am as an MC, because I'm an MC, I'm lyrical. And, yeah. <laughs> but it's uh, but it's a uh, um the music the music industry is not necessarily supporting lyrical people in that way now. So I have to bridge the gap. That's what my new my second single is about. It was a fun song, but I was just being really lyrical on it. The track is like a you can say like you think when you hear it, you're gonna think the baby. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And because the name and the song is called Swordplay, and that's we'll get into that later, but it's called Swordplay, and I have a, a whole um, philosophy about calligraphy and 
all that. So, um, but the song itself is just about having fun, just rhyming, just, but being me while doing you kind of like thing like that, you know what I'm saying? Like taking the flow and the style of today in a way, but just still being my lyrical self. Right. You can still say some stuff that that's what, you know, you know, Miss Barry was saying about, she said, you always talk about issues in your song. Every song you I've heard you do, you're always talking about something. Like it's never just, you know, and that's like what we like to call in the, you know, MC circles. What I was doing in that song was more like dookie rhyming. You know what I'm saying? And just you just shooting out lyrics just to be witty and just to be cool, just to, you know, it's a just that type of deal. So um I say all that to say, you know, I've been listening to my teachers just through this 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 last couple of weeks just to recenter myself and you know make sure my approach is um has the integrity of who I am. A lot of artists don't have integrity nowadays. People have put on a facade. You know what I'm saying? We see him, we see the change up. People are like, that's not how he was before. Now he got money and switched up. Or that's not how she was before. Now she got money and she switched up. You know what I'm saying? And I, things I don't talk about, like I don't talk about drugs in my music because I don't know anything about selling drugs. I can't tell you the first thing about making a drug move. I've been around a lot of them cats. I didn't study what they was doing. That's not my interest. I don't look at that. You know what I'm saying? I know about life. I know about family. Know about God. The only the only task I really have is making it uh, susceptible for the masses, so they can enjoy it, and it don't sound preachy, and it don't mm-hmm. sound like I'm like waving the finger at you, like you shouldn't do this. You know what I'm saying? Because I got a song on uh, on SoundCloud called "Know Thy Enemy," and the whole song is about different enemies. The first one is talking about just haters. The second one is talking about the women that. You know, that want to come to your life and just because you want, they want to, you know, do this. And then the, the last women's one. The women's the women's. Huh? <laughs> the women's the women's. Yeah, you know, that devil in the red dress will always come when you, when you show up to that party. You know what I'm saying? You always want to piss. So you always want to have, um, you always want to have that real life stuff. So I'm telling the girl that that's going to come. I'm telling her what's about to go down. I'm telling myself in the end, because the last verse, I'm talking to myself. You know what I'm saying? And I'm talking about my own doubts and my own, because you are your worst enemy. That's so you got to know your enemies because you got enemies outward, you got enemies inward. And your inward enemies are the ones that know you best because they know you. So they know how you tick and who knows you better than you. You know what I'm saying? Besides God. So you just kind of like that. So I, I always put that real life scenario thing in my rhyme, you know, my newest single, Hundred Grand, it was a dreamer's right. I wrote that in a, in a dreamer state. Like, I was just thinking. We want to talk about that. We are going to get into a deep dive in, into your songs. Oh. We just want to. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, 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 no. It's good because, like, we could. But, yeah, let's let's save that for for yeah. on the deep dives. So, this week, you've, you've I've been listening to your, your um, teachers. You've been listening to Snow Allegra. You listening to some booze? Yes, sir. And sir. I love Inglewood, sir. sir. Oh my God. I'm sir. Listen, listen, listen. I got every album. I know every song on every album. I know the name of every song on every album. I know the length they're played on every because when I first heard uh, something foreign, 
with Schoolboy Q because I'm a huge Schoolboy Q fan. Huge. Yeah. I like him. I mean, I'm not saying he's better than Kendrick as a fact, but he's my favorite out of the TDE because he has this raw, raw sense of it. Like, I just, I'm an aggressive guy, so I like that aggression. But when I heard Sir, and then I heard Devil, and I was smoking to it. I'm sold. <laughs> I was like, this nigga's a vibe. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm in a huge fan, man. That Because no, when I heard November, when I heard November, the album November he did, and I was working at a warehouse that we could listen to music, I, you're supposed to be picking fast, so, like, so most people be playing trap music, but I was like, Tell me who that nigga if it ain't me. I'm like, this, this shit. Jam <laughs> <laughs> in the R&B. <laughs> <laughs> right. So yeah, that's that's what that's what I've been plugging into. I week. love it. Yeah, man. It's a uh, nice vibe, nice mixtures. You know what I mean? Yeah, nice, nice sure. feels. You know what I'm saying? I, I love that. I love that. So, I guess uh, for me in this week, it's been a you know, a lot like my co-host here, you know, you kind of vary it off of how the day goes, how the week goes, all that kind of good stuff. And as you know, it was 4th of July, so, you know, at times I had some summertime feels, you know what I mean? It was like, okay, we peak summer, baby. So found myself listening to some throwback stuff, you know, that just came, you know, some of the current summertime feels don't feel the same like a, like a lot of our era in the early and mid-2000s and even the mid late 90s kind of deals you know what i mean so i kind of found myself uh for whatever reason i was in a diddy mode for a while (laughs) (laughs) found myself going back listening to to you know some of diddy stuff yeah like like and 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 it wasn't necessarily just diddy as himself but as everybody in their mama knows pretty much diddy is pretty much every other artist diddy is like various artists so it's not just him so yeah. I found myself listening to the the the, the, the Maces and the the Biggies and the and the Day Twenty Six. Day Twenty Six. Shout know, out to yeah. listen. First of all, they <laughs> the traction that they need. They, them yeah. on Danity came. Those yeah. were great. They were group great, out of that camp. Group. Like both I agree. Yes. They were both. Great. I was a big, huge Danity Kane fan. I was more Danity Kane yes. fan than I was the Day Twenty Six fan. But it's more it's women over there, so of course that's what happened. But, what do y'all yeah. think? What do y'all think held them back from really taking off the way that they could have? Because both were really good groups. Do you think that we had kind of gotten out of the girl group, boy group type vibes, or what do you think yeah, it was? I think it's the reality show that killed it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think the reality, reality show, show for me killed it because you start getting to know them personally in ways that you normally don't get to know your artists. And when you are, when you when you're a fan of a new artist that's hot, you don't it's it's not rude to say that you don't care about their wife. You just care about the project they put out. Yeah. Uh, you know what I'm I don't know. Well, I think that things have changed because like you look at a uh, Cardi B who was popping before the music, like people really supported her musically yeah, because today, she yeah. was like a social yeah, then. today. Okay. Yeah, I was saying back then. Back then we was still kind of focused yeah. on just listening to music, not necessarily True. caring about the artists like that. Yeah. So when you got us looking at them and they're going through their hardships, it makes for great television, don't get me wrong, but it just takes away from wanting to hear their project because you're so busy in the show, you don't necessarily start listening right. to them. You forget the music, you know what I'm saying? Because when you start seeing people like Q in Day 26 and he crying and going crazy, you like, Oh, he was wilding. 
about 40 seconds, you see your face, but then, <laughs> like, but then you take that same image when you see him on a video with them, you be like, Man, yeah, yeah, that's a you fact. know what I'm saying? It kills the vibe, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like when he got like just in that show when he left the group and then they came out with the video without Q and then like it's like oh shit you yeah, know what I'm saying yeah, yeah. Oh, like, what the fuck you know and I just think that portion of it when they first made the, the, the making the band thing I thought that was cool but then when they went for another season and when they went into deeper deeper I just think that killed it for, for a lot of for us as fans yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because we start focusing on their lives. It's just not necessarily their music. You know? So that's my, that's how. Yeah. I, that I, I makes can relate to that. that. It definitely makes sense. And um, I mean, for me, that was kind of hey, pretty kinda... much the case. You know? It was like, <laughs> shout out to the echoes in the background. <laughs> but, uh, oh, no, no. Everything's good, man. We do this all the time. So, you know, but... <laughs> That um so yeah if I wasn't on like some Diddy vibes I was definitely listening still to Black's EP uh Six Piece Hot because that's been the vibes for me like constantly throughout the week especially with you know again when it was raining or if it just wasn't raining and it felt great outside I like to drive so having the windows down while it felt perfect outside mm -hmm. vibing the black real quick who has played DJ Yola ain't gonna let up recently because i know i have mm. I, I only know. played it because i saw your on um, facebook post to where you was like i'm gonna start it <laughs> off everybody follow and after that yeah. like, let me go ahead and play this song because it's perfect it, right it now just, it just got something to you yeah like, i don't know what job is so ah, i'm telling you I'm telling you, it's, it's it's nothing like a jam. You know, it's like a go-to where you're like, okay, this is the vibe for the day, and I'm well, gonna start that in the club, boy. That, that that you play that in the club. You play uh, back that ass up in the club. These are certain songs that if you play in the club, no, if you buck, that's when you definitely start a fight. Oh, with Negro spirituals, yes. <laughs> yeah, these are Negro spirituals. You know Negro what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you yeah. hear that? I mean, anytime you hear that, the uh, the, it, you put the everybody just start your hands just start moving. You just yeah. feel like. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then my old girl come in and we nuck and we buck and we I'm like, boom, boom. Oh no, that's when you do your hood set. That's that hood set. Come up like what? And the funny thing yeah. is, I have never nucked or had to buck, but the song has made me feel like if I ever was in a situation, it could ha like I could do it. <laughs> Anybody could do it. Anybody do you it. Know? And, and you see, as, as as someone who's like partial ATL, and you know. Coming as a as a Memphis native, a lot of times it was a little bit different with their anthems in the club because it was just kind of like localized, you, you know. Yeah, yeah, you know. So I know you bought that eight ball MJG. It was oh, of course, one of the most underrated hip hop Southern hip hop duos ever. What? You know what I mean? But we we what? It, it's super underrated, man. But what? like, and MJG. and they they were a lot of part of of what you would hear in the clubs a lot of times, right? Or it would be what's up. You know, what up with Yo Gotti and literally how North Memphis, South Memphis, East Memphis, whatever side of Memphis you from, you throwing up your signs right. and and just like, yeah, 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 F you know. So it's amazing how there's always an anthem for each club, you know, no matter what section, 
No matter what city, you know, everybody's got their charger. Hold on, y'all. I didn't come prepared. I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) It's all good. (laughs) That's good. That's good. Um, What else have you been listening to, Cuzzo? Man, I would say, uh, so what else did I find myself? Oh, I can't forget to shout out this recent artist that I came across, and I was not familiar with her, but I checked her out. I, if I butcher her name, y'all, forgive me. I know three simple letters, which is U, M, and I. M and I. But Umi, I think. I'm going to go with Umi. Umi. I think that's what that is, yeah. I, I think it's pronounced Umi, but, you know, uh, she dropped an EP that was very, very vibey. And I like her style. She was really cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it was like a, a mixture between like her and black, you know, just kind of mm. like putting them back and forth. And and then, of course, you know, yours truly, again, much like Nova, you know, sometimes you got to listen to yourself a little bit. And right. I, I did listen to myself some, you know, just to kind of sit there and be like, okay, hmm, cool. Let's, let's, you know, it's cool to vibe to yourself sometimes a little bit if you're an artist that makes music. But for the most part, not vibing to myself too much. I kind of let the rest of the world do that, you know. I vibe to myself when I'm creating music. Not so much, you know, sometimes you want to sit back and listen, but for the most part, right. I, was, I was enjoying a lot of other vibes, you know? So that was pretty much it for me throughout this week so far, you know? Nice. A little bit of throwback vibes and current vibes and everything. So, you know, oh, and shout out to the Summer Walker album because I had a chance to peep that today as well. And uh, she's like the ratchet brandy. And I don't mean ratchet in the sense of like bad. I just mean that like, she got this girl thing, like sitting in my room while I'm smoking a spliff, listening yeah. to, you know, uh, flies and thinking about <laughs> man or my man. face in the world at the same time. You know what I'm saying? Like that type of deal. That's actually yeah. a, a perfect definition of what her process is probably like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I'm just saying, yeah, I just, when I heard, I said, oh, she sound like a brand. I know, so she right? got she that low register type deal. So I'm like, damn, she got a brand new thing. It's just like, it was, I just, I don't know. It's like a girl, but she was mature, but this is a girl in like the hood. So it's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel it. I just felt it. I feel it. It's all, man. Yeah. Uh, I'm there. And this is a short song. The first album was called I'm There. But mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Well, shout out. To again to Miss Summer Walker for you know dropping a vibey project. And if you're the ratchet type, then that's definitely a style. Then vibe on, my friends. Vibe on. <laughs> I have an artist question since we kind of touched on Summer Walker's process. So as artists here, um, how do you like do y'all have to listen to like a beat or a track first and then write, or do you sometimes have already something written and then like you try to find a beat that matches that by perfectly like what 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 is your process like wow that is such a dope question because that's a common question amongst a lot of artists that we uh find ourselves asking sometimes even each other um for me personally it kind of it kind of varies uh sometimes like my mind is like a living machine that does not stop when it comes to song ideas and concepts and things like that it could be a random thought one day i might be watching something or thinking about something and it's 
like, yo, I could metaphorically make this a song. Or, hey, there's a song out of this somewhere. And, and then the lyrics may come up. The lyrics may not come up, but the concept stays there. And if I hear the right beat, boom, the concept lays itself on that beat and the song is constructed. Uh, if you're an artist who makes beats, a lot of times you can probably just create the beat on spot and then the song concept comes to your head as you created that beat. Uh, someone who's kind of made beats on and off, if I, if I make it and I'm feeling it enough, I may write a song to it right then and there. Uh, but I don't consistently make beats enough like I should to kind of do that so it, you know if you're a producing type and you are like multi-talented in that way sometimes it comes that way uh but generally mostly for me sometimes it's if i hear the right beat if the beat talks to me then the song just flows and, and that's kind of that's kind of it yeah yeah me i'm uh i'm weird i'm saying that weird because one, I think cinematically, I try to make my music score to life in people's lifestyles. So I try to be like, if somebody's about to fight, what songs do I want to hear in the background? What songs do I put in the background? Wow, when somebody's having a time, what song do I want? You know, taking that drive down the highway just because you want to drive and feel the wind, smoke your point. Like, what song do you want to play? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's funny because I'm a big fan of cadences because I believe that cadences help kind of play with a person's ear, you know what I'm saying? Because we all can get uh, uh, big into that tapping, uh, I call it the tapping pencil syndrome. When somebody can tap a pencil long enough that you don't hear it anymore because it's becoming part of the bag lounges. So, but the moment somebody triples up on the on the thing or you know, like do something else, boom, boom, it calls your attention. So anytime I rhyme on a track, I try to do this to my flow constantly so you can keep you constantly wanting to hear. You know what I'm saying? Because if you like really broke down my songs and like you would hear the change up from this cadence to that cadence to this cadence to that cadence, might go back to one of the cadences. And this cadence, that cadence, this cadence, that cadence. And my hardest part of the whole song, I will say, the hardest part for me is the beginning. It's the first four bars. That is the hardest part. Because those are the part, to me, that's the part that draws you in. So first I hear a beat, and then I just like, um, I do like a, a mumble, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. If I try to find music I want to ride, yep. I don't have the yeah. words. So if you got like a boom, boom, cat, cat, boom, cat, and I just boom, boom, cat, and I hear it, I'll be like, okay. Then I go back and say, that's the one I want. And then I'll say, okay, ripping, robbing, and showing these people how I get it. You people forget it. I'm telling you now I'm really with it. And then that, and then it's just like, boom. And that's how it's, and and I write in the bathroom. I, it started when, like in 2011. I, <laughs> no, seriously, I was on the floor writing a badass song, and I was just like, "I'm writing some shit." And I said, "You know what?" So I just started to like every time I'm in, like if I can get like a small space or something, 
like a booze type space somewhere where I can kind of like really escape and just like not be you know interrupted because it gives me that sense of like this is my world within these four walls and these six feet apart you know what I'm saying dimensions six by eight whatever the case it's like this is where everything exists nothing exists outside this door you have a big room it just to me sound you know, you're trying to hear yourself and you just like, nah. So I just, I write in the bathroom. I say, the reason I do it because I'm writing some shit. That's what I say now. Because I'm about get it, knee flapper. <laughs> and so that's why I'll be like, you know, but dad, that's, that's, that's pretty much my process. I just kind of think from the cinematic role and I'm a director and okay, this person about to walk down the street and think about their life. Okay, what song do I write to? complement that scene. Right. That's, yeah, that's pretty much it. I don't know. It's so, it's, it's so interesting to tap into the mind of artists because everybody's creative process is different. And like, even for Jamil to like, he needs a small space because too much space is just allowing energy that he doesn't need. He just needs to focus. Like, you don't think about what an artist goes through to create that finished project so thank you for sharing true 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 indeed man i love hearing the different creative processes and it's just good to see um i know for me also one one thing to add is i really do enjoy i feel like sometimes i write my hardest when i'm around a group of people whether it's they're hopping on the song with me or it's just probably because of how i started was that way in that format, but like literally just being in a legit studio, whether it's a room, a home studio, a legit studio, doesn't matter. Just, you know, two mattresses up and, and, and microphone in the middle and calling <laughs> that a booth. Doesn't matter if there's a sofa and just a, like a floor or whatever, and everybody's just in there just chilling. Somebody may be over here playing some Xbox. Somebody might be over here writing with headphones in the ear literally and just like you said mumbling to a beat that that also helps that create a process for me so hard you know because it's just it's just like oh somebody about to come with something fire so. is that your like inner competitiveness to feel like yo i gotta come hard because i'm not trying to let <laughs> anybody show me up or it, it it could it could be i don't know you know it's, it's strange man um i have i have when i write to myself um as I said, for me, like how Nova shared writing in the bathroom, believe it or not, I write in my sleep a lot of times. Like if I'm by myself writing, I'm mm -hmm. writing in my sleep. Like I have lights off, beat playing through my hear through my headphones, sleep. Mm. The lyrics are in my head. As soon as I'm up, write them out. And it's like free flow. No mm. Real quick, uh, have you ever had a dream and you were spitting? And it, it was so good. It woke you up and you wrote it down. Because <laughs> yeah. I, you be yeah. like, I literally be like, like whoa, <laughs> yeah. Bags, you come up out of it, you be like, whoa, hold up, and it just, you know, you be like, oh yeah, I gotta write. Yo, you be like, oh yeah, I gotta write. Man, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm telling you, it, it, it's a beautiful feeling, man. Um, especially even with hooks. Uh, when a hook comes to your head and you just you catch it like a dream catcher, you catch it and you're like, oh, you know, I got so many rough draft hooks that I record straight off of my phone voice recorder just to be like, 
okay, I'm gonna put that to something later because I like the melody behind that or I like this and that, you know. But shout out to the creative process out there, man. If you're an artist, a producer, a songwriter, whatever, shout out to your creative process, man. Matter of fact, let us know. You yeah, know, put comments. that down in the let comments, you know. you know, wherever you at. You know what I'm saying? If you're on YouTube, put it in the comments. Your competition, how you get down, is yeah. hip-hop or whatever. It's still a competition. Yeah. I don't want nobody to get down, really. I mean, I'm telling <laughs> you, I, know, I ain't got no threats right now. But, <laughs> you know, hip-hop, I don't want you to know what I'm doing. That's why I write with people. I don't yeah. write around. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I wait till like me. I record. I don't do home studios because I had a lot of bad experiences with those. Uh, but I do like I got a studio, a studio I go to, and me like by the time I get to that studio, I know everything. I know the ad libs, the stacking, the melody, everything. I know everything. Like it's not, I don't even look. Even though how you got your pad and stuff for you got your phone, I don't even leave. I don't need it because at this point. I was taught to own your song before you record it. You know, know your song. You know, you need to be able to dissect it. I can get so good at a point where I can just hear the track because I haven't heard it yet. And it can be on the second verse, but it's like in a small spot of the second verse, like in the middle. And I can pick up my rhyme from there because I know it to the point where I just know it that deep, that well. You know what I'm saying? I own it. And so time is money in that aspect. I was about to say, I'm sure that that's why, because like studio, like time is money, so like you better have it right. We don't have to right. come in here playing. Yeah. Engineers love me in that aspect. They always tell me, it's great. I'm for sure, because I come in and just hit it, and then like I'm out. I don't even right. play. I'm a different beast when I'm in there because I'm about my business for real, for real. Right. And you know, this is it's my identity in a way. You know, it's my reputation. So okay. I take it seriously, you know, the project okay. I put out. I'm a professional, so it's like, I'm a real anal person. Like, you can tell me I did it right 10 times. I gotta do it that 11th time because me, it didn't sound like I was in my head. Mm-hmm. Or the reaction that I got from somebody wasn't the reaction I wanted because I didn't do it the right way. Let me go back and do it like this. You know what I'm saying? And so, yeah, it's like, yeah, I gotta, you know, I, I'm what? <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the creative process for sure. That's what I'm saying. So, co host, Ms. Neen, tell me something. Is there anything happening in this week's entertainment news? Anything? Uh, why, why? News? There's so much happening. Um, so, we didn't talk about this last week um, just because it's none of our business. But, and since it's been in headlines and there was a rebuttal that, that was posted today, I do want to touch on it. So, mm-hmm. August Alcina dropped a project, State of Emerge and See. And as a rollout, he did the interview with Angela Yee. He did a five part doc documentary on YouTube, which is available now. Um, And I feel that he touched on a lot of heavy topics or things that we deal with. I wanted to start by saying Black men, but I think Black communities as a whole, he definitely touched on a lot of things when it comes to dealing with like healing, trauma, um, being expressive about your feelings, etc. And um, it was unfortunate that people chose to only focus in on the Jada relationship because messiness sells. 
Um, but today, Jada Pinkett Smith released a Red Table Talk with Will Smith, where they kind of addressed the August Alcina relationship, which she called an entanglement. Um, let me just start off by saying I wish somebody might call our relationship an entanglement. I wish you might. But um, I kind of wanted to ask, because he touched on this subject, as Black men, do you feel like you grew up with the tools or the safe space to really uh, feel comfortable to talk about your feelings or talk about certain issues or traumas? Because that was a lot of what the documentary was. Let's see. I think, <laughs> I think we got some interference over there on that side. So yeah, yeah. Okay. So all right. So repeat that question for me because I was dissecting a little bit as I was listening. So repeat that question yeah. one more time. Okay. So um, my question was, as a Black man, or just mm -hmm. as a man, period, do you feel like you grew up with the tools necessary or a safe space to really feel comfortable discussing your feelings or to, to really have healing through some ex experiences, traumatic or not? Uh, you know, uh, interesting thought about that is I would say so. Okay. Uh, I guess in my case, um, being the person who was, I guess you could say like raised in a church environment, uh, a lot of times, you know, when you, it's, it's safe to say, oh yeah, you know, you know, trust God, trust God, or, or vent to God, vent to God, you know, whatever your problems are. Um, but like in an event of things of such as like, okay, well, not having a father around uh, most of your life or, hmm. you know, um, like you said, traumas, I'm, I'm, I'm blessed to say I'm one of those who doesn't have a whole yeah. lot of those or many of those. So I, I, I can't express how that feels. Uh, but I mean, in my case, um, there were things, yeah, if, if I, I had, I was fortunate enough to have a lot of people around who would just be like, you know, hey, come talk to me. Uh, sometimes I might resent it, yeah. not knowing if that was a man thing or a pride thing or if it was just, I can handle this kind of myself in a way kind of deal. But uh, for the most part, for me, I would say I definitely had the right tools around me, you know, safe security people that would just be like, hey, vent it out. And then, of course, as I've gotten older and come more out of my shell, mm -hmm. music has definitely been more of a means of a, the ultimate tool in a way to really vent on how I feel and and before music was around I I, I really noticed I enjoyed writing so writing mm -hmm. could also help that you know whether it was journaling whether it was writing poetry whether it was you know anything you know telling a story uh writing definitely so writing and music are like two definites that kind of help with something of that nature yeah. for sure and um I'm glad that you shared your perspective because although what he went through is a lot of people's story that grew up in similar environments. It's also important that we emphasize that being Black isn't a monolith, so we don't all have the same experiences. And some of us did grow up with a safe space, and some of us did grow up with the tools to feel comfortable talking about our feelings, whether you're a boy or a girl. So that's really, really important. Now, again, 
their relationship is none of our business, but since we're here, um, do you think that it's more realistic to be in a monogamous relationship and only be with one person for the rest of your life? Or is it more realistic to have a Will and Jada type of thing where we're like, hey, at the end of the day, it's us, but if we need to separate for a while and kind of do our own thing, but still know that is us, mm -hmm. then we are accepting of that. Ooh, man, that is, that is one of those questions that yeah. to me personally, that comes down to what the individual or individuals believe in, you know, yeah. uh, because marriage is a covenant. And it's like, you know, when you, when you, when you come together in agreement, you know, that generally it's, 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 it's a biblical kind of deal for you, but I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. Hey, welcome back, <laughs> sir. My father troubles by that. Okay. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> I would say it, it all varies. Uh, it kind of just varies off of the, the individuals and what they feel, what their minds are going with. I mean, me personally, uh, I am more of the, I'd rather be with that one person because I'd rather be with you. Ooh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. I'm, well, well I you know, cause it, it, there's no point in being married. If, if that's the case, like I, I, I don't get it. Uh, but it, again, to as, each, his, to own, each right? his own, you know, yeah. If yeah. that's your type of and your style relationship, then by all means. So, so, think. so Nova, just, just to catch you up, we're talking about the August Alcina doc and, we're talking about Jada Pinkett Smith response that she dropped today. Um, so my first question was, <laughs> my first question was, um, do you feel like growing up, you grew up with the tools or the safe space to feel comfortable talking about your feelings or certain, certain traumas or issues? Because a lot of what he talked about was he didn't grow up with that. I mean, I would say yes and no in that aspect because um, I my father was born in '65, mm -hmm. so that's that's very different. Birth of the civil rights movement, you know, and men are men back then, and and it's just it's not all just my dad, my mom too. You know, I was type I was growing up in the house. If I was like, "Mom, I'm sick," you know, what you crying for? You a man? Deal with it. Go. Don't lay down something. Don't sit there and cry about all this. So yeah, it wasn't like that for me. Um, but I still wasn't allowed to express myself. You know what I'm saying? I just didn't um, necessarily choose to do it in certain aspects because I didn't want to like I didn't want to feel like I was being talked down to or feeling stupid just because I felt a certain way. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I just kept a lot of that stuff down. You know, but I don't know because. Because I'm a strong-willed person, it didn't like really damage me like that. I mean, I will say it did. It did affect me in my relationships as opposed to opening up. Because you know, you so used to being here, I'm so used to talking to me. I'm not used to talking to that person. And then, especially when you do talk to that person about something, and then you get a bad response, and it's like, oh, well, I'm just see, this is why I don't talk to y'all. Right, 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 right. You know, what I'm yeah. saying they'd be like, why? And I'm like, really? I'm, well, I'm trying to explain. So you want to explain, or you want to? Exp nah, don't explain. You know, I just say, this is who I am. You know, mm -hmm. but like, you know, um, the last relationship I was in, it was it ended very cordially, but it. What 
I loved about it the most is that we can always talk about how we felt. So it was like, if I, if I overstepped with her, she would let me know. And I'll say, my bad, respect, through. Or if she overstepped with me, because women don't realize, guys don't too much tell you, unless he's one of them guys that like was raised by, he was the only child or something, but most guys don't tell y'all when y'all bothering them. We just really just kind of don't say shit. <laughs> And then and and then and then what happens is like y'all do it again and again and then you might do it in a bigger way and then all of a sudden it's a problem and then that's when y'all be like it wasn't a problem we blah, blah 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 yeah and it's still your fault because you should you should have said something from Joe. But that is true. That is true. <laughs> that is our fault because we didn't step up and say anything. But at the same yeah. time, we be like, if I say this, what I be sound like, or what I be soft is like, you don't want to be on my feelings like that. Because I'd say we was, we was always taught to um, not act on our emotions, but we was mm-hmm. never taught to process our emotions. Mm-hmm. Two different total concepts. That's why when you are in a relationship and you argue with your woman, if you're coming from a logical standpoint as a man, you're going to beat her every time, or y'all going to be equal because you standing in a man's world using your brain. You're not using your emotion, but the moment we use our emotion. There's a whole bunch of cursing and mother, damn it, I, ah, and you start saying crazy shit. <laughs> Just that scream. <laughs> you be like, fuck, and then you be trying to, and then that's why she's like, mm-hmm. That's why you sound stupid right there. You can't even talk. And then you get extra mad, and then you <laughs> lost the whole damn thing. And then you just be quiet. Oh, now you want to be quiet. You don't got nothing to say now. And you be like, Learning how to communicate, yeah. like um, you know, they there was this thing where everybody was finding their their um love language, which I think is important too. But being able to effectively communicate with your significant other is so important, like because I am somebody who I need to talk right now. Like if I feel something, we got to get it all out. I'm not done talking, and until I'm done, versus my husband, he's like, if I don't feel like talking, we just won't talk. And I need to sit on it and I'll talk about it in like three, three days. So we have, so, so it's important to know your other person, but um, the follow-up question to the August Alcina doc was, do you think it's more realistic to be in a monogamous relationship with one person for the rest of your life or to have a Will and Jada type of situation where we know at the end of the day, this is us, but if we need to see other people or have these outside relationships as long as we're all on one accord and we know that it's us at the end of the day which, which one's more realistic i'm gonna say i can say both of them are uh, both of them are realistic but for me i'm just gotta i gotta do one person at a time man it's just too many souls too many energies confusion and if we obviously on us how when we focus on you if there's a person in between us? Just I can't stand beside you if there's somebody in between us. Right. That's what's keeping us apart. You know what I'm saying? And so nah, it's like if I'm single, you know, do what you do. You know, but if you gonna be in a relationship, it should just be between y'all too. Because of just the less stress, the less uh like I said, the energies and vibes. You, we, we are all conduits of energy. Our, from touching to vibrations, we're all conduit. We, we're, we conduct, we can very conductive to energy. So 
if I'm allowing somebody with two different energies in my life, in my heart, it's just going to be a, just a whirlpool of, you know, just craziness, you know what I'm saying? Because, <laughs> like, what if, what if me and this girl over here are God-fearing and she ain't really like that? Mm-hmm. So now we got a diff- we got an entity in here that ain't rocking with us that can come and disrupt what we got because she ain't got that foundation. Mm-hmm. You know what, I'm what if we both like working out and she like just eating sitting on her butt all day? That's <laughs> going. <laughs> no shots fired, but I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying to eat his own, but I'm just yeah. saying like, you know, if you and one person have that. You know what I mean? If yeah. you if you and that one person have that conversation and truth, that's all you need. You need that one person that's gonna be the vault of all your secrecy, yeah. your innermost thoughts, your feelings outside of yourself. That person to me should be the person you should end up with because that person knows all everything about you. If you are about to de- blow explode, they know how to defuse you. If mm-hmm. you are happy, they know how to be happy with you. You know what I'm saying? At times you 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 think about your past and you've been a happy person and the person dating wasn't as jovial as you. And it's just it's draining. Down like, your energy, yes. You be like, and they try to make it seem like you being happy is the issue. Yeah. You know so I think one, I say do one at a time, man. Like Dave Hollister said, one woman man You know what I'm saying? I can't. Plus, I'm gonna forget. There. I'm gonna forget stuff. I'm gonna forget birth. I'm gonna mix birthdays. That's well, why you I'm don't want to miss a birthday. That's gonna be a whole war zone in the house. What if? What if we? What if we having sex and I say another that person's name and they not even there that day? Like it's just gonna be a mess. This mess, man. A mess. So again, their relationship is none of our business. I just wanted to ask those like broader questions. So. Um, next thing, five men were arrested for this pop smoke murder. Um, so that was just announced. So that's good because we're moving towards justice. They say that um, they were really closer to finding these, these men, but COVID slowed, uh, slow, I was to say slowed down, slowed down everything. That's that one um, Yeah. Um, <laughs> so my question from earlier was, is it kind of eerie listening to a pop smoke album and maybe not just talking about pop smoke specifically but listening to artists who talk about like running up and that i got that smoke and i wasn't close to pop smoke but i was close to nipsey and yes that hurt when i hear him say you ain't gonna catch me slipping out here they caught you slipping and, yes and they caught and they catch you slipping and it's like damn they caught my but when he says something like in Victory Lap, when he says, you know, um, from around here, my people don't make it out. You know what I'm saying? My people don't make it out from around here. So he's the true embodiment of what he talked about. And in that aspect, it doesn't feel, it, to me, it, it just adds more validity to his integrity as a person. Mm-hmm. And because he talked about what he knew. Mm-hmm. What he knew was the street, and he lived and died by the street. So, in that aspect, you know, it's not necessarily eerie. It's kind of heartbroken because we'd be like, 
damn, I wish you didn't talk. I wish you just spoke more life into your music because if you speak more life into your music, you'll live long life. And, and but if you speak death into your your life, and he spoke about a lot of death and all that stuff, it just if and he and again, he was the true representation of what would happen to you if you live this life. You're either mm-hmm. dead or in jail. Simple and plain. And this just kind of ties back to what you kind of touched on earlier. I think that there's a difference between trying to glorify a certain lifestyle or try to say like, this is what's up versus somebody who's like, this is really my life. This is what I grew up with. This is how I survived. This is how I got up out of it. So I definitely think that there's a difference and it's important to know the difference. Yeah. You know, uh, and, and I have to say that, um, coming from a spiritual aspect, I guess, when I look at the, I think about Nipsey, Pop, uh, you know. Pac. Pac. Biggie. <laughs> Biggie. Uh, Biggie, yeah. You know, Big I, pun. I, you know. Big uh, L. Yeah. Name them all. Name them all, man. Um, there's life and death in the tongue, man. And music is such a powerful tool that, yes, you can rap what you really know about and if that's what you really know about you, you know it, it is what it is you know if it's if it's the life you really lived and, and and that's all you know to rap about uh while putting positivity in it in some kind of way uh you know versus some of these other artists out here who just do it because it's a fad to them and mm-hmm. it's a selling point because that's what sells uh you got to be careful with that uh just because you know, as you speak it, it's, it's viable to happen to you. You know, live by the sword, die by the sword. Mm-hmm. Uh, lyrically, that's how it is. You know, <laughs> you, that's it's exactly what it is. So, uh, you know, it's it, it, again, it is what it is. But, uh, you know, I, 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 I feel for a lot of artists who really are about that life and that do rap what they've actually seen growing up into this environment. Uh, you know, shout out to the ones that are like a Nipsey who at least tried to change and, and make a difference with it, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, or, or like, like Dave East. Yeah, you know, Dave East fan. Yeah, yeah, Dave East, perfect example, you know. So it, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's tough, man. It's, it's, it's a tough subject when you think about a pop smoke or somebody like that. Which is why a lot of times, uh, you know, I went through my hood phases of, of like hood songs, but I couldn't allow myself to like get too clouded in. You have a hood song, Dwayne? I need to hear this. That, that was so long ago. I'm talking about the Jeezy. It's in the archive. Yeah, send the, it to the, me. The Jeezy's. <laughs> no, like, no. Oh, oh, not not me as a, as a rapper. Oh, no, you have no. like a playlist. Okay, I, about, I thought she was like no, singing. Oh, okay. heck no. <laughs> never, never have been about that life, and never would okay. rap about it. I, yeah, I don't rap I, about. I'm like over here. I don't rap about stuff I don't know. Yeah. Uh, my stuff. People is try all, to get you to do that though. That's the yeah. funny part. They do. I've heard they try. people say because they like they like my voice, they want to hear me do a trap song. But here's my problem: I don't trap, so yeah. I can't talk about it. People yeah. say, for to them, they be like, "Oh, it's just music." No, to no. me, honesty. It's being real because if you talk about the street in that aspect, the street is going to test you. Mm-hmm. It ain't gonna be like no, like uh, like you can just like don't get me wrong. We got Kashi Snitch Dime out here 
and he out here living his best life, and I can't rock with anybody. That's why I shout out to, I'm gonna say shout out to YG, if he ever hear this. Shout out to YG, cause saying he ain't messing with Nicki Minaj, cause she messing with him, and yeah. that's why I'm mad with it, because I'm about to cold. Yeah. What Nipsey talk about, Dave East and certain these other artists, they talk about the cold of the street. It's not glorifying, it's telling you how it is, the politics, yeah. Yeah. the psychology, the relationships, the mm -hmm. drama, the happiness. It's all following a specific code. And if you don't live by that code, you ain't nothing. And so for somebody like Nicki Minaj, who tried to make a persona that thinks that follows the code, you try to talk like, I don't met you heard her say she don't mess with snitches. You heard her say, but then you got a snitch. And because you're mad because a younger uh, light-skinned girl took your spot and she was really about the street, then you were because she ran up on you and asked you where you at. And you was on, yeah, you had your back literally against the wall, getting protected by your security guard. So when your car got pulled, now you just want to be just this anarchist. You just want to just drop everything you know about code and, and loyalty and all that stuff. And you want to lie in bed and do break bread with somebody who snitched and literally broke the code. That's just that. And then the fact, and don't get me wrong, I don't wish death for nobody, but the fact that he's discomfortable, that's a problem for me. Because in the street, rats don't get nothing. You don't get no L. You don't get well, here's what I'll say about that. Because like that's a whole another tangent. Yeah, I feel yeah, like, yeah. yes, he, he broke the code, but I put the responsibility on the OGs that because like why are you allowing somebody you know is not about this life who's not going to be loyal who's not really from this you are using him as a meal ticket and giving him the code and it backfires right so right. but yeah um press in peace pop smoke uh peace. next on the list janelle monet is rumored to play storm and i know that Folks are way more accepting of this than we were about Beyonce playing it. So <laughs> this is. I, I was scared, okay? <laughs> this I'm is a huge... step in the right direction. No, I'm going to say this much. To me, Angela Bassett would have been the perfect storm. I'll say this to my. And when she had the white hair and Black Panther, I said, oh, there she is. Oh, there's, that's their storm. They're, because to me, what Halle Berry didn't do was uh, bring in the Wakandan accent because Storm is originally from Wakanda. She was kicked out at four because they thought she was the devil. And then she comes back, marries T'Challa, and becomes the queen of it. That's just the whole story about that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I think Janelle Monet is going to play a good Storm because I feel like she's going to give us that African heritage, that storm. Like the young girl that played her in the recent X-Men movie, I loved her because oh, yeah, she, she gave dope. us, mm -hmm. she was a good storm. Like she was a really good storm. A little bit too light-skinned for my taste, but. You sound like Derek, shout out to Derek. <laughs> this is the same mindset. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, cause she dark-skinned, bro. She's a brown woman. Like just to be honest about it, she looked like Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. So the fact that we have that, and it's possibility cool. My concern is this. And I don't mean no shade on nobody. But because she's a part of this LGBTQ community, I pray she don't put that in her character. 
because that's not who Storm is. And for comic book characters, we play by a different set of rules. We don't necessarily need you to change the character. We just want to see the character from the comic book be put on the screen. That's it. Just copy and paste. That's it. <laughs> copy and paste. Make it no, Yeah, because you, you know, because you get certain actors and writers, they take their own like creative case in point. When the Hulk first came out in 2003, of course, we was all like, it's a Hulk film. You know what I'm saying? But Real Hulk fans know Hulk don't get bigger when he get mad, and that's certain thing. And and we don't care about Hulk fighting no dogs. And the fight <laughs> that he had with his dad was slightly boring. It was anticlimactic. But then you do two thousand anticlimactic. <laughs> yeah, and then you can do two thousand eight with Ed Norton, who followed the original Bill Bixby storyline from the TV show, as well as the comic book. And not only do the the Hulk character, the CGI character, looks like the the um the uh, uh uh comic book character because he's only like ten feet tall in the comic book. He's just a just ten feet tall. He's not like no big giant like that. So when yeah, they like made him Yeah, so when they made him like that size, it was cool. You know what I'm saying? So and the fact like when he got mad his eyes glowed and he just gets stronger. That's real comic. That's the real comic. Then, then he did the Hulk smash, and then he did the Thunderclap in that movie. And then he had a greater villain to fight, which was another villain, like Abomination, who, like, so I just pray that they just stick to the script on this one, because <laughs> she's supposed to marry T'Challa, period. That's it. Please just say make her marry T'Challa. Just please make her marry the man. I just don't. I, if they give me that, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be hurt because I'm gonna be like, see, to me that's like an agenda, and that's a whole other tangent we can get into. But that's just like, you know what I mean? Like, please don't. That's my only concern. That is my only concern because everything I was excited, I was like, whoa! But they'll say, damn. Well. So. So, 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 what does this mean for Nakia? Unfortunately, Ola I know that would have been nice yeah. if they doesn't could. This, doesn't this but see, the name her? might play off of that. Like, oh, well, they had a little love interest. Mm-hmm. I don't I mean, know. This go I mean, well, look, look, look. <laughs> Superman wasn't always feeling Lois Lane. There was some chicks in front of, just like Spider <laughs> always into Peter Parker. I mean, and, uh, I mean, Mary J. You know, he had Gwen Stacy before he met Mary J. If you're a real Spider-Man fan, you know. So everybody gonna have a little, you know, before. But I'm focused on who ends up on top. <laughs> right. We, we, you know, I'm gonna focus on who is on top and who's sitting on that throne. No pun intended. Right. right. Um, <laughs> no pun intended. I wasn't going there. No. Well, all right. What do yeah. you think, Duane? Are you in support of Janelle playing her? Okay, so for me, I'm gonna be real with you when I say I have never in my life seen her act, so I can't even judge her on this. I can only pray that if she can act as she can. well as she can sing, she can. okay, I'm gonna try to trust you guys off of that because I've had to bellum. She did pretty well on a standalone. It just the movie was weird. Sometimes a person, an actor or actress, can get a good, uh, can be good acting, but just have a bad script or a bad, uh, mm-hmm. uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, interpretation. They gotta go through, and so it'd be like a weird ass movie. And they doing good. Don't get me wrong, but then you be like, wait a minute, the plot. But just the story <laughs> itself. So yeah, it's like, 
Right, you know what I'm saying? Oh, you good, man. You know what I'm saying? He doing his job. He get, get paid to protect the house from Mark. <laughs> man, yeah, yeah. But uh, you know that. But yeah, so I'm telling you, she can act. Yeah, she so, she's and if they and if she gonna if they gonna give her the if she gonna be storm storm. She mm-hmm. definitely gonna kill that accent part. Yeah. Because storm because storm is like in the army she would be like a lieutenant or something. She big like. Like in the comic books, people followed her lead out in the field. Like she would be like the one in charge. Like you know, Charles would be like, "Hey, Storm, run point on this," and then she'd be like, "I got you." And she telling everybody what to do. While she, while she, she way in the back, causing a whole cloud storm, just covering up with fog and shit. But yeah. she, you know, what I'm saying she runs shit. So, and that's why I didn't like about what they did with Halle Berry. She wasn't like the like. She was quick to be like in the in the in today's world in the hood. She'd be quick like, "Bitch, who you talking to? You need to know who the fuck I'm a Mar Monroe motherfucker." That's who Storm is in a person in personality. Yeah. So if she don't have that presence on the screen, it's just like, "What's she there for?" You know. We shall see. You know, it is it is only rumors, so we shall see. As a now, fan, in my experience, when there's a good rumor, when there's a good rumor. Like a good casting, nine times ten is gonna happen. We so, shall see. We're gonna see. Indeed, um, man. Indeed, indeed, we shall see. So, hopefully, Storm is not like Spider Man, where it's just one of those cases where until you gotta go through so many until you find the right one. Andrew Garfield it's, is the best one. I don't care. I'm gonna leave it at that. <laughs> we saved that one for another debate on another show, my friend. Another show. <laughs> All right. Now, last but certainly not least in this week's news, um, T.I., who who do y'all think is going to actually battle T.I. In, 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 in this versus battle? He's going up against 50 Cent, or he's challenging 50 Cent. He said that he wants to challenge Jay-Z. Like, oh, listen, what do you want to do Listen, I'm not like a Jay-Z fan, but I did go to watch the throne by myself, literally by myself, and it was nothing but hits being played. So uh, that's not the that's not the mountain you want to climb. But 50 Cent, yeah, definitely. <laughs> but that Jay-Z thing though, ooh. Like don't do Jay-Z, don't do Kanye. I know and definitely do not do, don't do the fire spitter, Mr. DJ, go DJ himself, Lil Wayne. I'm sorry, because if he played any song from the Carter 2, any damn song from the Carter 2, you might as well just stop the whole damn show and just play the rest of the album, because Carter 2 is that album. It's just what it is. So I say he better off challenging 50, because 50 did have hits and was, but Lil Wayne, Jay-Z, Kanye West, no, 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 no. You did good on Swagger Like Us. Don't get me wrong. He was the best verse on Swagger Like Us. But that's one verse. And we're talking about a catalog. And that's a different that's a different set of rules right there. He will not win, in my honesty. Man. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, but I'm not a Jay Z fan either, but you definitely don't want to go down that route. So no, just, just and Jay Z wouldn't like he's not he's not about well, to do a verse about anybody. I think if you're about the culture, it's not about him. It's about us. It's about being connected with your audience in a more intimate way. 
we can connect when we hear those songs. We can relive the memories. JV don't them. give up. I know. <laughs> I know he don't. That's true, but I'm just saying, like, I he should. You know. Yeah, I mean, in Tip's case, I mean, it's just, I mean, dude, one of your hits samples Jay Z, so that that wouldn't that wouldn't make sense. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of like you about to do that. You don't want to do that one. You don't you don't want to do that. So and then Kanye, he's just that guy. I don't like him now anymore because of all the extra stuff. But musically, no, don't do it. Don't do it. He can play, listen, Kanye's so good, he can play other tracks that he made for other people and still be making, like, he could play, uh, what if he decided to play uh, uh, Hard Not Light? He made the track. He can play it. It's like, that's a hit record. We talking hits? Come on now. We talking hits? Like, hits? Like, that's what we doing? So, okay, do you want to do Ludacris stand up? Like, this man has hits. A. Marie's, why don't we just fall in love? Like, mm. this guy is, can play a lot of shit. No, just stay with 50 Cent. He's more in your range. That's your arm range right there. You can bring him in. The other ones just don't. And Lil Wayne, we, that's, no. No. Just say no. Well, P.I., we are still trying to find someone to go up against you. Um, as of right now, it's looking like 50 Cent might be <laughs> the only one we should be going up against. That a Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> the rematch. The rematch. <laughs> no chairs coming included. <laughs> right. All he got to do is just play all his knockouts, and he just play all his hits. That's just knockouts and hits. And we're just going to be like, which one are we going to ooh at? That's 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 what you can do it. <laughs> My goodness. My goodness. Well, okay. So if that does it for our news segment, then really quick, I'm gonna go into a moment of history. Shout out to the on the sidelines Facebook group. Because they're always posting some interesting, interesting historic facts. And so we are in the month of July. And officially, 33 years ago. July 17th, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That was a botch on my part, y'all. July 7th, 1987. Taking it back to the 80s, y'all. Mm -hmm. Hip-hop duo, Eric B. and Rakim, released. You already know. <laughs> you already know that they released their studio album. Their studio album, Paid in Full, baby, was featured. Hits such as Eric B is president. Oh. I ain't no joke. I ain't no joke. I know you got sold. Move the crowd and paid in full. This album peaked at number 58 on the Billboard 200 chart. And so, again, a very, very legendary duo. Legendary album from a legendary era in the mm -hmm. late 80s. He taught as we me know. how to write. He taught me how to write. He no, did. Man. No, yeah. for real. Like I watched the whole hip hop like documentary, and he was part of it. And the way that he wrote his uh, structured his writing in the past, I literally took that idea and ran with it, and it's been part of my thing ever since. Because I thought, uh, if to me, where you can, and, and Dwayne, you can, you can, you can agreed to this we're like painters with our mouths mm, yeah. and so 
um, when you're a painter starting out, you first start out copying masterpieces because you want to understand uh, structure, color, foreground, background, uh, different hues, shading, lighting, uh, uh, detail, you know what I'm saying? All these little tricks and traits. So you copy certain masterpieces. And that's one of the things I did. Like when I hear a song and I hear a certain rhyme that I like, so let's just say like, um, let me see, let me see. Uh, like when, like when Rakim used to be like, for score for more, I do adore and those who ever tried to come through all the doors and all that type of stuff. So I say, okay, okay, I'll say, oh, if that's what you're doing. So I said, um, you know, please believe I come to achieve all those who leave and, and just take that and then use my voice, but I'm just taking the format until when I do get into a track and I'll be rhyming and then I just hit it with that same type of rhyme scheme. You know what I'm saying? And so, yeah, I took, I literally, I took a lot from, from that, that it, it really became a big part of how I write today. So shout out to Rock Kim and Eric B, man. You know. Come on. Yeah, Rakim Allah, you know, all day. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Shout out, because you can never forget the pioneers of this thing that build hip-hop and the evolution of where it is today. You know what I'm saying? That's Regardless true. of what you feel. That maybe you true. love it, maybe you hate it, maybe you're in between about it. It does not matter. Hey, it all started from somewhere. There you go. Come on now. They, yeah, nice throw back, Kazo. Come on. Yeah, yeah, I got you. I got you in the background. You know, I ain't going to let you. I'm not going to leave you hanging. <laughs> love it, love it, love it. So, we're going to get into the meat of this here episode really, really quickly because, well, you know, this is what we do on Past the Ox, and this is our moment of the hour featuring our guest of today's show, Mr. Nova Styles. So, spotlight on you, sir. The spotlight, well, yes, sir, is on first you. First of all, I, I don't mean to you know, come out wrong, but it's the Nova Styles. There's only one me. That's why I put the in front of her. That goes into one one of my questions. I think as an MC or as an artist, your your name is your name and like your name is everything. So where did you or what inspired the Nova Styles? You okay, <laughs> I'll protect this. I can, this is story, guys. My name came from my father. He was in St. Louis. He was looking at the stars, and he was giving me a rhyme. He he was invested in me being an artist. And so he came up with a name because I had like multiple names. I had Job Million Styles at one point. I had Battle Plan. I had like, I had so many names. And he said, Nova Styles, Universal B-Boy Extraordinaire. And I was like, okay. And so what it mean, means is no, the Nova, Supernova, when something, when the star is at its hottest point, is called going Supernova. It's at its hottest. And, but it doesn't stay hot for long. It doesn't can't sustain that everything dies eventually. And so it adds an integrity it adds integrity to my name because I'm saying I have the hottest style. It's not gonna be the hottest style forever, but the moment that I come on, I'm gonna be the brightest star in the room. And the universal okay. people extraordinaire part came because I can break dance, I can do graffiti, I rhyme. So it's like I got all these aspects of hip hop internalized into one being. I later later put the because to me the just solidifies who I am. I am the Nova Styles. I'm not a Nova Styles. I'm the Nova Styles. I'm the one. There's only one me. I've come across guys who had the name similar to me, Nova Styles, but they're not the Nova Styles. 
no, you're not me. You're not me. It's like it's, it's just like this. You got a lot of amusement parks, but there's only one Disney World. You know what I'm saying? There's only one Disney World. So yeah, there are amusement parks. That's an amusement park. Six Flags in the music. Bushwick Gardens in the music. But Disney World. Which one are you stacking up most chips to to go see? Which one are you planning your weekends off to? You know what I'm saying? So it's like that's. It, I just added the B part. That part was me. The rest was my dad, and he just based it off of my personality. And so that's where the name came from. And I loved it because for me, I'm a big comic book fan, and I sound like a comic book character. So I was like, <laughs> and I was like down with that. So yeah, that's, that's how the name. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That is, that is awesome. In 07, too. It came in 07. Okay. Okay. That was a great year, by the way. That was a uh, very yeah. lyrical year, if I might add. You know? But, <laughs> hey, 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 I'm just saying. 07 right. was a phenomenal year. But the Nova Styles, kind of like the artist formerly known as Prince. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, I dig that, man. That's yeah. the, the is a very important acronym that you have to put. Yeah. When you put it, it's just like doctor yeah. or professor. I worked hard for for that doctor. I worked Come hard on. for that professor. Yeah. Right, right. You gotta you gotta, like I said, be God, be son, be one. You yeah. know, be over yes, side. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So let's let's talk about. Let's go a little more deep into hundred grand because mm -hmm. uh, you 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 explained a little bit early in the show, but now let's get into the meet and greet behind the upcoming project and, and why Hunnic Grand was the first to say, okay, you're released to the world before we release the rest of this new stuff. Well, because my earlier content was so heavy as far as talking about issues and real life stuff. So I wanted to give something light because I started, when I started this whole endeavor in 07, when I said I wanted to do this, I was writing party records. Life got on me, experiences. I started writing about realer things, heavier subjects. So I was just like, let me go back to my, let me go back to the drawing board. Let me go back to how it all started. And then it just became, like I said, I came from a dreamer standpoint. Because we all dreamers in a, in a way. You know what I'm saying? So I had to write something that encapsulated what everybody, you know, especially in my position, start out. So it just came to me. It was like, I want to make me a hundred grand, take me a trip to a foreign land, go get my woman a foreign tan. It just, it just, like, it just flowed, you know what I'm saying? And then I was high too, so I was really feeling the vibe. So I was <laughs> like, hell yeah, you know, because what do you want to do? You want to make you some money. You want to travel the world. You want to spoil your girl. You want to be close to God. You want to know who yourself, who you are in the success. You want to be able to protect your 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 business ventures and your family. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and at the end of the day, you don't want to tell everybody your business. You know what I'm saying? When you're making your money move. That's why I said I would talk about my money plan. But that right there is just too advanced. Because I, I got this, this thing where I say I, I do I speak in King speech and King speech to me and Queen speech, you know, for all the females that's out there. King and Queen speech is about talking your wealth into your being, not mm -hmm. in necessarily in your pocket or your equity, 
but into your being. I'm speaking in a higher form of intellect and a higher form of expression. And I'm, you know, speaking my things, you know, uh, and, and, and putting on um, these projects together. I'm talking about more uplifting things and higher forms of intellect. So in that aspect, you know, I try to make sure that I, um, I stay elevated because to me, like, I'm not saying don't have his place, but talking about bitches and hoes kind of like tags himself to me. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's not necessarily that, you know, it don't, it don't interest me. Yes. Yes. I understand that, man. So, so what, um, what's your initial inspiration? Uh, first off, what's the next single that's coming behind a single like a hundred grand? Is it a storytelling feel? Uh, or is, you know, I know you mentioned how this project is kind of just one that wasn't really a creative thought process. It's just like feelings that are kind of like collected together. So what, what is causing, what is the next feeling of, okay, I think this is the one I'm going to drop next. Swordplay is, um, okay, the title Swordplay came from, I'm a martial artist. I've been doing martial arts since I was eight. And uh, one thing I'm a fan of is swordsmanship. And in, in, in the Eastern cultures, you are taught calligraphy to practice your swordsman because it all works in the wrist. So they teach you, you know, calligraphy, you know. And so I look at my form of writing, my style of calligraphy as swordplay. So I just say, you know, I'm gonna do it like that. Plus, it plays on the fact that I'm am lyrical and I can viscerate and slash anybody on the mic, regardless of who it is. So it just plays on that arrogance as well as that 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 cultural reference and intellect. You know what I'm saying? And so um, this one is more and way a beat, way a beat. You know, you know, I start off, you know. Start off with, boy, I can't take this shit no more. Just basic living the feds, probably got my DNA. No more, this shit and what you got in here can't phase me. You lacking vision. You niggas surely want to play this game because you'll get stricken. And then right after that part, it's just this energy. Matter of fact, I'm going to send y'all an exclusive to y'all emails and y'all give them to oh. me. Oh. Hello. Sound effects coming soon. Soon. Right. soon, 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 soon. So you whack that. rappers. Right, right. Hey, I sway. But yeah, that one, um, these two projects, these two particular songs I'm putting out back to back because it's fun. And right now we got so much heavy, you know, content in the world, not just in music, but just in the world. Yes. And so this one is not trying to, it's not trying to shy away from that because there are songs that are out that like I got one song called Marie's uh, Marie's Karma, mm -hmm. and it stands for Marie Antoinette and Storm the Bastille movement and how her story ended with her being beheaded in front of all the masses and the the um the people of that that country that held her response, her and her family responsible. And so that is talking about taking it back for us, taking the hood back and redefining it for us, not allowing those type of part, those type of powers to come in. You come in my, I want you to be able to come in my hood and be like, there's a whole other world in here. Cause I want some, I want us to have cats with AK-47s at the gate. 
And if you ain't looking like us or you don't belong here, you need to turn your ass back around. Cause I got, and I got that concept from watching the movie Sin City because there's a segment where the cops don't go in. The, mm -hmm. the hook is on it. They going, they already shooting at the car. You pulling up, they shooting at your car. Big cops work. And that's what we should do for us. We should take back what is ours. You know what I'm saying? I have a line in that song specifically saying, when I start off, I said, move, uh, move out all the oppressors, leave them screaming and running. If it's nothing they claim we have, why are we buying it from? So I'm like, just, just take it. It's, it's not theirs. They saying they, we ain't got nothing. So let's, let's do what we do best, turn nothing into something. And then from this on, we don't let nobody, we don't let nobody come in. Yeah, it might be segregated, but it's, we need that segregation. I get, I get tired of people trying to tell that we should not be segregated, but we've been segregated all our lives. But the moment we want to try to keep something for ourselves, oh, that's segregation, that's racist, that's not, I'm like, bro, come on now. If you can have something to your own in this country, give us something for us, or not even give it, we are gonna take it, and or if you gonna stop us, you have to deal with us. And so that's what that song is about. You know what I'm saying? It, so I have, I cover all type of topics in there. You know, I got one song for the girls. I and, and this one I like is it, funny because I, it, it's about um, it's about that old school way of courting a girl. You know, you remember no one courts anymore. Right. And you know, oh like, my gosh. You know, and you know, like that old school video when the guy would chase the girl down the street. We don't chase the girls down the street no more. We don't be behind them trying to impress them. That's nature. That's literally in our nature, animalistic. We are primary, uh, at a primal level, we are designed and programmed to want to impress females to show that we are a suitable mate. And, but now it's just come in whole i got this money come here bitch i got this money you know what i mean you gonna fuck me because i got the money and now nah, that's not no i'm not with that so i just decided to take it back in the sense of you know just really doing like the marvin Gaye, you know just hollering at a chick in a song like what you you know and and do it the way i do it because i'm successful i'm undefeated so i ain't never had no problem talking to no chick you know, Miss Barry, you know, so yeah, she saw me. She saw me act. Uh, she see it all. <laughs> I see him of, in action. In a, lot of in a lot of different faces, she saw me <laughs> around. You know, back in my day. So no, it's in, in that aspect. You know, um, I try to, like I said, I, in this in this project, I go off my feeling, but I just try to cover you know every topic at least like once in it you know just to give you a well-rounded project so. I, was, I was i was gonna say just based off of what you've described so far it definitely seems like there's something for everybody to kind of gravitate to which is important right so yeah so i'm excited hey man yeah you said yay you man we are excited, excited with you yes, <laughs> yes. What's what's really dope is always seeing the artists when they explain mm -hmm. the work behind the creativity, behind the mind, behind the thought process, and explaining it. The best part is when it's it's, it's and, and I'm sure my co-host as a listener, you know, because I know out of the circle of us, she's the one who is not the artist, so she gives a whole different perspective. She's an artist. After hearing 20 episodes of a podcast, that woman's an artist. There you go. Look, see? You got your I mean, you know, you know, 
you know, that's what I'm saying. Crying, I'm just joking. <laughs> just joking. Yeah, she's an artist. She just don't know what's up. But it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. But 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 still, just the fact that you give a listener's perspective most times, and just knowing like when you hear it, you got one thing that comes to mind, or or multiple things yeah. that come to your mind from what you get from it. But then when you hear the explanation from the creator itself, and then it's like, yo, aha, uh-huh. thought of that. You know, yeah. almost like watching a movie come from a book and like you're trying to compare like gee is this book is this movie gonna really bring to life what my mind thought from reading yeah it? You know that's I mean? why i so, watch the comments that's why i watch the movies with commentary sometimes because i like yeah. knowing like what was going behind the scenes of writing and ideas yeah. and like when they say in this particular scene we just went I'm off the cuff <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no. After, no I'm talking about after, I watch, okay. yeah, after yeah. I watch the movie, of course, I gotta watch it by itself. I'm just saying, when I get bored, or I want to know more, yeah. you know, about the movie. I just, you know, I I dive deeper into it, and I like that kind of explanation because sometimes you be like, that don't make sense. If you're a real movie buff and you watch movies, like really, yeah, 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 yeah. It, you when you see a scene that don't make sense, you be like, okay, so you. Two minutes of them having sex because <laughs> because sex sells, we know. But um, yeah. <laughs> I'm 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 so glad that we have a platform such as Pastor Ops because I'm somebody who I feel like interviews much like a commentary for a, a movie. It just gives you a more inside scoop on what an artist is thinking or what their process is or what their real life experiences were that kind of aided in creating the um story. So a lot of times. Yeah. If I see an interview that's done well, or if the artist is appealing in the interview, it'll make me go go back and listen to their music. So exactly. I, I, I hope that that's what we've kind of given you a chance to do here because oh, um, yes. you are charismatic, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I have to agree 100%. And I mean, again, another dope aspect because Neen uh, just gave me something that I never thought about because... You know, I've always been a fan of an artist. If I've never listened to him before, I had a chance to mm-hmm. check him out. If I get the opportunity to see them live, it's usually when I'm like, oh, I got to check more of this artist out now. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, the show was just completely dope. But now, interviews do give a whole nother aspect as well. Because when you dig deeper into that creative process, all of a sudden, it's like, man, now I really want to, like, check them out. Yeah, like, like, oh, this really song do. hits different, because I know that yeah. this happened because he was with a homie on the da-da-da, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. so, Mr. D Nova Styles, is, 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 we, we, we're, we're really looking for, let, tell us, what, what is the desired date for either, well, two, two-part question, really, in this sense, the, the next single to drop, what, what is the, the initial date, and then for the, well, you didn't mention in August is when you want the project itself to drop. So is there a specific date in August or is it just kind of a keep your eyes and ears, you know? August 15th is the desired date. It's just a date I picked. I didn't necessarily, it's no significance to it. And for the second single, it should be coming out, I'm about to say, in a week and a half. Ooh. Hey, mark your calendars. Mark your calendars. So yes, yeah, sir. we just doing the final touch-ups on it. Like when you hear it, you're gonna be like, because I'm not gonna front. And I, I and this is why I have to and because I'm saying this, this is why I have to send it to you so you can make your own assumptions. Because every time somebody after they hear hundred grand, and then I'll say, Well, this is what I got coming next, they be like, Why didn't you play that one first? And I'll be <laughs> like, I got a, I got a spoon feed, I gotta walk you in. I can't just like play this hot bang shit. And then I, I need everybody. So I, I I try to do the uh 
the staircase effect, you know, take you up a notch in each every time I drop something. So yeah. um yeah, so but sword play should be coming in about a week and a half. We just doing the final pro uh touches on it on certain areas like mastering it and um yeah, it's I th I think as far as fun as well, because like the hook goes uh Stop eating off all your feedback. Set bread for the fam because I need that. Mr. Nice Guy, can't be that. Only ask my crew where the weed at. Trying to be a big boy, get three stacks. Got hey. to the Yeah, don't do any type of work that we tag. And I get no fucks with a BS. So it's just like, it's just like, right, right. That's, <laughs> but, but literally, that's how the energy that that breeds, you automatically fall into that. You see how you naturally just fell yeah. into that? just naturally fell into that a type of mentality and with that going on in the rhyming with the with the background because i got that chant hey 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 i got that if you go on. if you have somebody in the back going hey like it's like we're we're, we're hype automatically right, right. <laughs> that so that's a chant is something silly. right so that's what i'm saying so you naturally went there when i just did the hook so it just lets you know naturally that's where the song is going yeah. So it's like one of those type of deals. Like, it's a it's, to me, it's kind of rebellious in spirit because you just like, I'm doing me, fuck that shit. You know what I'm saying? But, yes, right. Yes. And so it's kind of like that's what that whole thing is about. But yeah, I can't I can't wait to see what people say about this one because I mean, Hundred Gram was is a jingle kind of to me. Yes. You know, if you heard it, yeah. because the way that the the, the hook comes in, you know, plays yeah. off that rhyme scheme, just that imagery. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. I love it. I love yeah. it. Dope. Dope, dope, dope. I love it. So, so that being said, we are super excited. We can't wait to hear this new single coming in a week and a half. So, definitely. Well, Y'all getting the exclusive. Y'all getting this. Y'all gonna hear it early. Oh, right. oh, oh! I'm saying if you like I said, once you give me oh. you know, we'll send it to you like ASAP, like Come in like on, the baby. next ten minutes, I'll Come send on. it to you. Y'all can just y'all can let me know what it what it what it'd be like, you know. But yeah. that one, like I said, it's a fun one. Don't be around the old walls or close small areas if you bang your head too far. <laughs> you know, wow. You're gonna hit your head into a wall because I know I work out and I work out I normally don't do this. Because yes. I don't want to be like an egotistical person, but I work out for that damn song. That motherfucker. <laughs> okay, okay. Right. Okay. I'll be like, oh, and we need to work off these um, quarantine calories. So I definitely need a uh, gym playlist. I'm getting there. I'm Let's getting go. there. I got my little Michael B. Jordan Captain <laughs> set up. Come I'm on, already doing my shit. I ain't waiting. Come on. We got so, you know what I'm saying? I'm on it now because I got to perform. Yes. Well, I gotta be like Shab. I gotta be the nigga, you know, the nigga, what the niggas want to be and the girls want to be with. So I, uh, I can't, I can't allow for no sleep for me over here. Come yeah. on, man. No Hilarious. sleep, no sleep, baby. No sleep. I hear, you know, I wish I could be sipping wine, you know, so casually, like Miss Barry over here. But unfortunately, uh -oh. I gotta do water, and juice, and uh, oh, you know. I'm sorry. Sounds like a rough life. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> I got water too. We got water. We got water. I got water. I don't know what's funny. The fact that she's sipping it through a straw. <laughs> <laughs> like, what's the difference here? 
No, we're sipping differently on each day. <laughs> you can almost call it bougie water in a way, but you know, you ain't going to call it that. Bougie water. Yeah. You know. All right, well, we'll, just, yeah. we'll just say that's Fiji, though. Fiji water and uh, smart waters and all that good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but nonetheless, man, we definitely cannot wait to preview this exclusive single. And, you know, if you're okay with it, you let us know in the email. We'll definitely do a reaction video. Whatever. Yeah, you can do your reaction video. We can do it. We'll do a reaction video. To me, I'm Mia. It's it's free marketing in a way. Free marketing. There you go. There you go. Do that. Listen, listen. That is so amazing. Let a person that knows you the best, you know, see you get stupid off of something so they can get stupid. And Come then on. we can just call it, we can just spread it like wildfire. Because like, like wildfire. that nigga, this and this my nigga, and yeah. they getting booked. Yeah. I know this song is up. So yeah, nah, but I really, really, the reason why I'm sending it to y'all because it's just out of the love. And, you know, uh, I know we just met Dwayne, but I've always yeah. been a fan of Janine as a person. Just yeah. a fan oh, of her thank as a person. You, you know she what I'm saying? Awesome. So, yeah, Sean, you, to, like, to know as a liker, man. Like, if you got to be for Janine, you really looking for something. You're really yeah. looking. So, yes, and sir. you know, she's always been supportive. Yeah, <laughs> she's always been supportive of my artistry. Even back yes. in school, you know, when I used to dance on the stage, she was one of the people that supported me. You know, yes. she used to tell me all the time, you did good on that, boy, you did like, she was one of the few people that would really like express to me how me doing me actually made her felt. So, yeah. you know, that, you know, Thank you for that. Tommy, y'all don't understand, but for us artists, those yes. little moments, we really hold dear to us because those are the moments we look for. We look for that person to be so touched by our expression that they just like, it. it they internalize it. Yes. It, they carry it with them. It motivates them or it, 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 it uh, sees them through uh, um, a bad time or something. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Yes. And, and and I can't agree more with you on that statement. Uh, you know, we appreciate the people who support us, the people who let us know if our, if a certain song is trash or not. Legit. <laughs> okay? Like that. In a good mean, way. You know no, what I'm Tell me I got a booger in my nose. That's, yes. I, I, let let me know. If you gonna sit there and watch me talk, I got a book in my nose. You ain't walking with me, but I need yeah. you. Right, you ain't yeah. my friend. Come on, right? come on. Like, you know, come to do this. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't tell me it's hot, and then I go out there pushing it in the streets, and all of a sudden I'm getting crapped up. Nah, bro, let me know. Right? <laughs> Be real with me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Stuff in my shoes. So salute yeah. to everybody out there that keeps it real, and even y'all who keep it real with us right here on the Pastor Ox, because as guests. As co-hosts, as a show in whole, we thank y'all for y'all support. As we bring an artist on for y'all to listen to, check out, put in your playlist, put in your ears, so that you can support them like you support us. Yeah. You know I mean? So, all that being said, everything, all of you guys, everything that goes into being an artist, everything that goes into the projects that we put out for you guys, the listeners, we thank you, we appreciate you. The Nova Styles, it has been an amazing chat with you. We are going to definitely have you back on when this project drops because we want to know much, much more with other songs that we can check out and just tell you some of our favorites and, and dissect lyric for lyric, bar for bar, all these good and things. And hear the story behind every line. 
everyone. You already know. You already I'm know. About, I don't know why, but somebody told me a long time ago, you got a story for everything. Story I don't try to. I really don't. It's just that everything has meaning for me, and I'm an artist. So if I stepped on a grape and it turned into a hit record, hey, that's the story. I stepped on a grape. It made me feel like this. I started thinking about the grape. I went deeper, and then there's a song. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Absolutely. I, 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 it's, I just want to say I can't wait to be back. I'm going to be just, but I will be a reoccurring uh, audience member. <laughs> Yay! Thank you. Thank you. It's, uh, it's always just, great. Yeah, not just to be on, on camera, but to be, you know, supportive of, you know, the OTS family. And um, because Janine had already shown y'all mad love and she was letting y'all know, you know, and so just like word of mouth for me i i her word holds weight with me so if she's yeah. saying it's the route to go i'm be like i bet then she ain't never said me wrong before because she ain't that type of person so her record clean you know come on now come on <laughs> clean record and still cleaning baby <laughs> but this is awesome so no but before we let you go is we do a little thing that we love to do with every artist we bring on whether singer whether rapper musician, whatever the case may be, this is your moment to, I guess you could say, plead a final case if they already aren't convinced to listen to you already. I don't know why they wouldn't be. They should be. However, go ahead if you will. If, you, if, you, if you're up for it, can I'm you give us? I'm going to say this much. I can do it three ways. I can be humble, I can be arrogant, or I can be a <laughs> I can be like, you know, talking from a, in a more fan like thing outside of it, but I'm gonna be arrogant because I'm the shit. And <laughs> um, it's uh, if you don't believe me, go listen to my shit, and then you can tell <laughs> that I'm not, but you won't end up telling me how much shit I am. So I don't care. Um, <laughs> uh, if you don't get my lines, it's not because I was, you know, I write in this because you too low to be listening and that's how I feel anyway. But nah, but yeah. seriously, I just, I think if you want a new pace of, uh, if you want a new pace of uh, reality, yes. and do uh, reality and music, then that's what I do. I don't do too much fantasy stuff. Don't get me wrong, music is escapism. So everybody has to feel like whatever turmoil they're escaping in life, they be able to, you know, escape through music. But the kind of person I am as a fan, I look for songs to, to relate to what I'm going through right then and there. You know what I'm saying? Like in, in, in excruciating detail too. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I that's how I write. You know, in excruciating detail about a subject. So if you're looking for somebody to talk about what you're going through or what society is going through as a whole. If you're one of those people that really care about the world and just want a more, uh, how can I put it? A more just like gentlemanly way of putting something instead of just being just, you know, outlandish and very, you know, vile in your expression to be, you know, Lower form. I had a person tell me the one reason they like hundred grand because I don't call my girl a bitch in the song. I call my woman a woman because I say go get my woman a quarantine. 
I don't, I don't like any, even women I've dated, I've corrected them. I, they'll call themselves a bitch in front of me and say, you can't do that in front of me because I don't see you that way. So please don't express yourself that way in front of me. I'm not saying you can't express that set way about yourself around other peers, but just around me because I see you as a queen. I see you as a woman. I see you in a respectful manner. Don't degrade yourself in front of me when I'm doing all the work to encourage you to be yourself. You know what I'm saying? I understand you might take a negative nomenclature and try to put a, a positive spin on it, but certain things like that, that right there for me, just, I, my mom never did it, called herself a bitch. My sister don't call herself a bitch. You know, my grandmothers, my aunts never called themselves bitches. So That's for sure. I don't want you to call yourself a bitch in front of me because if you think that you're a bitch, then you think you're lower. And I'm saying you're a queen. So it just is conflicting what I'm trying to do here. It's not, it's not going with what I'm trying to do. You know what I'm saying? And so um, I, I, um, I really choose my, like a, one thing I do is I choose my word carefully. And what I write about, I got the receipts for so it ain't anybody want to try to you know say I said something out of pocket or something I could tell you what I meant I meant it and yeah you have, that's that's what it's about so get what you thought it was this is what it's really about so yeah I, um but if you if you want to change the pace and if you want somebody that kind of sound like pop and I didn't try to do that on purpose because I wasn't a pop fan like that back in the day but everybody kept comparing me to this dude. And I was like, damn, I must really sound like Pac. And so when I really listened to Pac, I saw what, because I, I, I studied Martin Luther King and his voice and fluctuations and Pac's voice and fluctuations and my voice and fluctuations are the same. So when we say, you know, come in to get it, you know what I'm saying? It has a Pac feel because I'm just putting it out, you know, rising, you know, bringing the intensity in my expression. So. If you, like I said, if you just want to hear that real and you just want to, you want to be mind blown about something different. That's something because Janine can tell you, I don't sound like nobody out here. Not one person got my style. You can't, you can probably try to say I sound like somebody. Like I got this back at, in high school. Everybody said I, I reminded them of comics. I think more in the simple fact yep. that I was light skinned and I was like and bald headed, bald headed, and I was in high school, <laughs> in high school, and I was dropping knowledge in my my freestyles when I was freestyling with people. You know what I'm saying? So I wasn't just talking about shooting you in your face, but I'll talk about that, and then somehow I'll make a reference to the civil rights movement in a way. Like I said, I'm a million man march on your head, and then you'd be like, "Wait a minute, wait Google a minute. million man march." <laughs> right, <laughs> just Google man, man, and then he's like, "Oh, this is a black reference." Oh, so it's like common, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think that that's good. That's yeah, I, I, I think if for sure, if you want a change of pace, if you want something that is relatable <laughs> and that speaks to like what you may really be going through, and yes. and also inspiring. I think Hunter Grand, you said it sound like a jingle, but. You you were dropping gems in that fun song because like you called it a yeah. fun song, but you're definitely yeah. dropping gems regardless. So yeah, yeah. I mean anytime I say like anytime I say things like Issa Laurent, yeah, I want to know the feeling. Living wealthy seems appealing. You know what I'm saying? Or when I say try to reach such a level that I don't even consider the touch of bag, get yeah, the money with me while it's out of sight, and with God and my gun is my oversight. 
And all I'm saying is I'm trying to reach a certain level in 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 in, in my life where I just signed for the shit. The money's there, I'm good for it. You know what I'm saying? And I don't need anybody but God and myself to protect mine because I'm a man and that's just who I am. You know what I'm saying? And when I say, like he said, yeah, the living wealth seems appealing because any everything's better than the lowest level. Everything, even one level up is better than the lowest level. So yeah, of course, yeah, I know I talk like, you know, about being, you know, humble and not being so materialistic, but don't know mean I don't want a big ass yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like it's like that's why I say like, yeah, it's like it's atrocious to think that I'm not like that. And I'll be a hypocrite if I said I wasn't. Like, you know, just somebody who just oh, I'm all about just, you know, living humbly. Nah, nigga, I want to be able to shit, you know, <laughs> walk the backyard and hit a button and the court turn into a pool. I ain't gonna front, you know what I'm saying? That's just being real about it. You know, but and then I go in the second verse and tell you something that means what means more to me when I say waking up, seeing my wife, children, they living. The only thing I'm making is a lot, baby's decisions. That's a lot if you are not familiar with the term, it's uh, Islamic for prayer. So I'm just saying, only I'm God, you know, the only thing I'm making is prayers to God, money for my family, and decisions about how I'm living my life. That's what I want to be. I don't want to be nowhere else. I want to, I'm a family man. I'm a father myself. So family is prime. Everything I do is for my kids. So that's what means more important to me than, you know, being the, you know, hottest topic on TMZ. You know what I'm saying? It, it, you know, so that's just, I, like I said, I write in that reality of where I am and where I want to be. As a, and where I was, as opposed to trying to create a facade that I'm not finna be, I'm, you ain't finna test me. I'm not, I don't want them tests. I'm just, I'm being honest with you. I don't want no nigga thinking, oh, we gotta check this nigga's credentials. Nah, <laughs> be, I'm good. We, this <laughs> alright. Don't think right. you can run up on me though, because I still got that thing for you. But I'm not trying to promote that as that's who I am. That's just, I'm a man. I have a right to protect myself. And masculinity doesn't necessarily mean street. And street don't necessarily mean masculinity. So it's just like, you know, that's, and that's one thing I'm trying to take back, the definition of masculine as opposed to in the black community. Not in just the world, but just in the black community. Masculinity for us means we robbing somebody. We fucking strippers. We riding in the hottest car. But what about the nine to five guy like me, who just take care of his family? You know, like, Jan like Janine's husband. Like you, you know, we're down to five us. We don't go out into the dangerous world to look for a thrill. We find more thrill at a Six Flags. That's just us. <laughs> we ain't trying to go to East Point and for July and get shot at. That's just not me. I'm not trying to do all that. I'm trying to, you know, cook them, have fresh prints, you know what I'm saying? You know, summertime, you know what I'm saying? Family, let's go ahead and cut a jit. You know, you know how good it feel when you got your auntie that you that you was a kid with. Now you're an adult. Y'all can like you can smoke with them and dance with them because you know it's <laughs> got that one old school you know song that they that they thought you didn't know about. They got that Al Green and then you start singing that. They like what you know about? And you that's played like, it for me. I know right. it because you played it. You what played do you mean? It, right. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? But you're an adult yeah. now, so you like you got you know. So that's why. That's why I. I, I, I I try to speak life into my writings. It's a lot of death, a lot of death, lyrically, uh, literally, 
you know, so I try to speak life right. because in speaking life, I'm encouraging people to live. I'm encouraging you to dream. I'm encouraging you to focus and, and, and go get it. You know what I'm saying? Because right. that's what we need. That's where we are. That's what we, um, that's who we are made to, to be. We are the, the storytelling kings and queens. We are the people who, who, who use music to send messages. You know, even back in Egyptian times, all the way up to the slave movement, we was coding, putting coded messages in our songs to let you know how to escape oppression. Those songs that we sung in those cotton fields was so we can escape the feeling of, uh, and, and, of the degradation, degradation that we was that we was like in, like we was just so, and to think that we we was we was so strong-willed that we came up with songs to get us through a bad time. That's that's just powerful. Mm. Yeah. Like and that and the, and so, you know, when I look back fifty years from now, I want somebody to hear my music and say, I remember where I was at when I first heard this song. This is a good time in my life when I heard this song. You know what I'm saying? Oh, well, they'd be like, this song got me through a bad, bad, you know, thing. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave it with this. Uh, I heard a woman who was a, a, a editor for Double XL, and she heard Nas's first song on the album, and she said, "This is real powerful to me." She said she sat, she was on her way home. She, she said she played that whole album. And she missed the train because she was listening to the whole album. I mean, train after train in New York was rolling past her, and she was stuck in that one spot, really being engulfed in that man's experience. And I said, that's what I want to do. That's how I want to affect somebody. Or like when Jay-Z dropped Blueprint 3, and I, I was working at Target, and this old white lady, Barb Bush looking, like so Republican, you know she racist. She get an album and I'm like, oh, so you got this for your grandchild? And she's like, no, this is for me. Now she's 83 and she's white. And she's telling me I have every Jay-Z album. I'm sorry, wait, what? So, you know, and that's, so I was like, when I first, that's why Jay-Z will always give my respect off of that one experience of, mm -hmm. of through Jay-Z about that. He will always give my respect because of the fact that you was, you was able to touch somebody that was so out of your era that was so out of your culture, but your poetry brought them in. And so I just, that's, that's like my ultimate goal as an artist, to be able to say I affected someone's life to that level, you know what I mean? Yes. And as well as, you know, change the game, you know? Just change it. I ain't saying, you know, like necessarily change it for the better or worse, but change it. I, I don't, the game where it's at right now as far as artistry is just, a little bit too saturated with the same stuff, if you ask me. And I don't, you know, I don't knock nobody's hustle. And, you know, you know, in certain ways, people say, um, you know, if you give people dirty water to, to drink, all they're going to drink is dirty water. Because they ain't got no clean water. So, and then even when still, when you get them clean water, they're going to be skeptical because they're like, it's clean water. I ain't never seen water like this. Right. I'm used to dirty water. Well, I'm used to dirty water. So you got to, you got to kind of like, just kind of every once in a while, take more dirt out, take more dirt out until eventually they get used to just drinking clean. So that's what I'm trying to do. Guys, I fuck with it. So for those who want to listen to more and want to get to know a better 
or to get to know you better, where uh, where, uh, where can we find you? Where can we listen to your music? Uh, well, I mean, if you got, I mean, it's on all platforms, but if most people, you know, go to SoundCloud and look up the Nova Styles, UVE, and there you go. It'll, just, it'll have my insignia. I, got, I made my own logo, so it has my insignia, and uh, you'll see it. It, you know, and uh, you can go there. You can find it on Spotify. I'm on Spotify. I'm on Apple. I'm on iTunes and Amazon. I'm on Google. I'm like, I'm everywhere now. So it's like. Everywhere you want to be. All right. right. So, <laughs> let's go. All you got to do is type my name and I'm there. On the, especially on the major, on the major platform. So you just want to, but for somebody just you think of something, just go to SoundCloud. I'm right there. There you go. Fire, fire, fire. That's what I'm talking about, man. Well, well, again, the Nova Style, sir, we appreciate you and your time for coming onto the show, telling people about your music and how lyrically wise you are, good sir. And I can't wait to check out more of your stuff. I know yeah, these yeah, people I mean, out here listening can't wait to check out more of your stuff. Probably as we end this show, they're heading right now as we speak to check out the hype of the Nova. I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> Uh, Miss Barry, if you can please give me your um, emails through Facebook messengers, both y'all emails. Oh, of course, I got you for Absolutely. sure. And then um, we'll be sure to tag your uh, your sites as well, so that it's easier for folks to find you because we definitely want you to get those plays. For yeah, sure. I saw that you liked the backfisted earlier, Miss Barry, on my SoundCloud. So I was oh, like, oh. yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, you heard the back piece? Like, you know, I'll be doing research and stuff, you know. Research. Yeah, research. <laughs> right. Gotta get ready. Gotta get ready. So, without further ado, if we have any new listeners live on Six Families Radio, or maybe you're new on the Apple, maybe you're new on the Spotify podcast, whatever, if you're a new listener, A, make sure you subscribe, B, make sure you leave us a rating, and Hey, if you feel you're feeling kind of froggy, leave some comments while you're at it. Yes, leave some comments. <laughs> leave some comments. So, without further ado, I'm your host, the Prince of Botch, Dwayne Dickey. You can find your boy at Dwayne Dickey Jr. on Instagram, or you can follow me on Twitter at Highlight Life, H I L I T E Life. And I'm going to pass this thing over to the cuzzo, Miss Janine Berry. Tell the people where they can find you, please. It's your girl, your favorite cousin. It's your girl, the queen of Clyde. You can find me on Instagram at Nina Soul. Nina is with two eyes. Um, and of course, on OTS website, make sure to check us out on Six Families Radio. And like Dwayne said, like, comment, subscribe, take pictures, all that good stuff. All that good shots. stuff. <laughs> all that. All that. We can use it all, baby. We can use it all. <laughs> Let us know that you are live out there if you're listening so we can shout you out on the next episode of Pass the Ox. And without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, the Ox has officially been passed to you. Peace. Right, that was lame. Peace.